Hello everybody, it's Coach Mark here and I hope this finds you well wherever and however you're listening to me. So today I have a bumper session for anybody who is a speaker of English who is from Japan. So if you're a Japanese speaker of English as a second language, this episode is specifically for you. I have a wealth of experience of coaching Japanese speakers and I am well used to some of the challenges that you will face and how to help you overcome them when it comes to your pronunciation. But don't run away, even if you're not a Japanese speaker of English as a second language, there will be plenty in here to help you regardless of where you're from in the world because some of these challenges are not unique to Japanese speakers of English. So let's crack on. Let's talk about some of the common pronunciation difficulties here that you might face and why they actually happen, because this is important. In order to fix them, we've got to also understand why. Now, perhaps you're struggling with sounding a little bit inverted commas too foreign or you want to refine your accent then basically this podcast will help you do that also you can grab yourself a free guide that expands upon this it's a pdf just follow the links down below in the show notes and you can download that free guide and that will help you make more sense of this podcast okay so let's crack on in japanese for example we have a lot of issues for example the r that rut sound functions as one consonant category with some flexibility in its pronunciation. So it's based on the position in a word. So the Japanese R can sound to English ears like either an R, an L or a blend of the two. And without two distinct categories, I guess Japanese speakers must train, you know, their ears to recognize the RL contrast. And that's really important for you if you are a Japanese speaker. The good news here is that making this distinction is entirely achievable, but it takes targeted listening and repetition. So this is what I work upon extensively with all of my Japanese clients is we go over this in targeted sessions that really help you crack this. So let's break it down a little bit. Um, how will you do this on your own? Well, if you want to try this on your own, try following some of these techniques. Start by closely um, listening to how native English speakers articulate that R and the L sound, the R and the L sound. Use minimal pair words. So words like rain and lane, okay? Rain and lane. And you've really got to you know, concentrate on imitating that speech and feeling where your tongue and lips place for each sound. So the R tongue when you're going rain okay the tongue stays retracted while the l the l tongue taps the roof of your mouth so if you're trying to say lane then you should feel your tongue at the top of the roof of your mouth if you don't you're making the wrong sound so just think about it like that the l l sound should always be on the roof of your mouth okay and the r should be back in your mouth, retracted away, rain, okay? So rough for retracted. Now, next I'd like you to then say the RL minimal pair words slowly, then gradually quicken your pace while maintaining accuracy. It's important for this that you record yourself. So get your cell phone or any other recording device on your laptop or, or have you, record yourself and then you can actually listen to yourself back and hear how many times you're accurately making that right sound. It's really important. And that's part of a way you can coach yourself without anybody there with you. 
Of course, it's helpful to work with a coach and you can book a 30 minute free consultation with me where we can go over this in great detail with you to help you nail it. Um, Just again, follow the links in the show notes and I'll be happy to help you out with no obligation. So you can also listen to audio of native speakers for comparison. This will help you. But of course, when you work with me, you can literally mirror and copy me. Also, as I say, recording is really important. And with consistent practice, your brain will pretty much cement the separate R and L categories in your head and form what we call a muscle memory. Now, muscle memory is pretty much your brain's pathways, the neural pathways telling your mouth what position to have that tongue in when you go to say those words, all right? So that's really important for us. And the way we do that is by this repetition and going through it consistently on a daily basis. So try to make this part of your daily routine for the next 28 days, just five minutes every day. It's like having a cup of coffee, maybe brushing your teeth, which we can all manage to do, and you will see significant progress by the end of 28 days. If you're still struggling, as I say, then don't panic you can book that 30 minute free session with me and i'll identify with you where the rnl sounds need refinement i'll help correct your pronunciation because i can see you on camera and help you get that pronunciation and the math mechanics right I'll also provide you with actionable tips from that session to instantly improve the rest of your clarity and confidence, not just pronouncing those tricky consonants, okay? So get down to the links in the show notes and grab that while you can. Now, the second challenge that many of my Japanese speakers have when they come to me at first is the ending of the vowels. So, for example, saying bag, not bagu. Okay, so it's a hugely common challenge. Um, And if you find yourself doing this, you're not alone, okay? You might find yourself as a Japanese speaker of English, I'm adding an extra vowel to the end of English words, okay, that should end in consonants. So if your native language prefers open syllables, concluding in a vowel, then English consonant endings will feel unnatural initially. It does get better, but it will feel weird. So in Japanese, for example, as we know, only nasal consonant sounds like the M for Mike and the N for November and the NG sound, the NG sound, um, basically finally with basically can be there, okay, without a following vowel. Otherwise, the Japanese phonological system automatically inserts a default vowel. And most often that is a U sound or the U sound, okay? So as an English learner, you might subconsciously add vowels after your consonants to mirror your native speech patterns, which is totally understandable, right? So bag becomes bagu, cab morphs into cabu, and so on. And as you can hear, this can become terribly confusing to native listeners trying to work out what you are communicating. So the question is, how can you break this deeply ingrained habit? Well, You can cure these consonant final struggles through three specific steps. And again, I'm happy to go over this with you in a 30 minute free session. Firstly, you want to identify target sounds where you frequently add vowels like maybe the B sound, the D sound, the P sound, the T sound and the K sound. Okay, so that's B for Bravo, D for Delta. P for Papa, T for Tango and K for Kilo. Um, Isolate English words ending in these sounds. So make a list of them and then read those lists aloud without adding vowels, okay? So examples um, would be, for example, rent, bank, help, 
dressed and you can make obviously bigger lists than those accelerate your pace repeating the target words while focusing intently on ending consonants not vowels and again record yourself it's really important you record always no matter what you're doing and listen back to all the how you're progressing okay now with mindful practice you can retrain your mouth to eliminate vowel intrusions and pronounce consonant endings cleanly and if you schedule some time with me, as I say, for that 30 minutes free session, you can receive some real-time feedback on conquering this challenge faster. And I will help you, obviously, ensure you're going to end up saying bag and not bagu confidently in no time. So don't hesitate to grab that while you can. The third challenge is untangling consonant clusters. Now, what do I mean by this? Okay. Few elements of pronunciation trip up English learners, I suppose, more than the consonant clusters. So this is when two or three consonants bunch together within a syllable. And, you know, your attempts to say words like plants or sprints may really betray, okay, your native phonetic patterns, okay? So languages like Japanese and also Spanish as well rigorously restrict the consonant clustering. So what I mean is when consecutive consonants arise in English, um, you may find yourself inserting a quick vowel between them. OK, so it might sound plants may become plant, plant, OK, or you might find sprints become sprints, sprints, OK. Um, other strategies include omitting one of the consonants entirely or moving a consonant to a new syllable. So, for example, we also have, hilariously at times, but not so much if you try and get this right, plants can become pants, which totally means you know, something completely different, right? Or pullants, pullants, okay? And these alterations flow naturally, really, from the phonological constraints of, say, Japanese in this case. English allows more clustering freedom. So the question is, how on earth can you master this? Because if this is you, then this can be highly frustrating. Now, fortunately for you, untangling clusters relies more on patient practice than innate ability. So here's some tips and some steps to help you build clustering skills. Firstly, um, start with easier nasal second clusters like mint, rang, told, those sorts of words, okay? And really progress to tricky word final clusters in the end then like texts, nests, limps, but don't rush it. You know, you need to repeat slowly before accelerating. So work on the initial clusters like play and speak, focus on pronouncing each sound and then quickly joining them together and record yourself reading cluster heavy passages, put them all together with tongue twisters and review regularly to catch yourself making errors. As I said, if you record yourself and listen back, you will spot it quickly and identify your most challenging combinations. I highly encourage you to do that and then target those. Again, with my personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching, I create customized drills to help you crack those consonant clusters for good. Okay, so it's not a temporary fix. We completely build a new muscle memory and we can absolutely have you pinpoint where you stumble and build step-by-step -step mastery. You can just, again, grab your free session with me down below. The other thing to bear in mind is overcoming the common denominator. So the t, h, th sounds, okay? So thing, other, math, author, they all share something in common. 
And for English learners, that th sound pronunciation often proves rather problematic. So many world languages, it's not just Japanese now, lack these unique voiced and unvoiced consonants made by placing that tongue between the teeth. So when th arises in English words, the most common substitution is replacing it with more familiar T, S, D, or even Z sounds. So thing becomes sing, <laughs> um, other morph sometimes into other and so on. Okay, and again, the root cause is a mismatch between your native language and its available sounds and then the broader English phonology. So these TH or th difficulties also persist because the spelling is deceptive. Um, it might appear simple, but these two letters represent completely new tongue and mouth configurations. And, you know, you've got to learn them. It's, it's difficult. And I admire everybody who is learning this because it's not easy. But with that focus, listening and repetition, you can perfect these sounds to your pronunciation. OK, so where should you start if you're struggling with these? Well, I highly recommend you listen closely to words like three, math, bath and the. Identify where your tongue should go. Next, isolate the th minimal sounds like thin and sin and say each set slowly. That's really important. Then speed it up while maintaining your accuracy. Also record yourself reading the heavy passages, okay? Make your own passages up with loads of them scattered throughout it. And if you're struggling with that, again, you can get targeted support with me and I can help you make fluid the pronunciation second nature, all right? So don't hesitate to reach out and get that help. Of course, you can get the free guide as well. Just click the link down to download that as well. Um, palatizing the S, the T, and the D sound, okay? That's another instinct that we want you to kind of drop, okay? So a unique challenge arising from Japanese influence on the English pronunciation is that Japanese speakers I work with often palatize certain consonants before the high front vowel, I, okay? So it makes them softer. So for example, S becomes SH as in C, Okay, and it becomes, it sounds like she, okay, and the T becomes ch, as in T, sounds like chi, okay, so D becomes J, as in deal, and it sounds like jil, okay, and this palatization reflects regular Japanese phonological processes, so as an English learner, um, you may over apply the same changes, pronouncing seat as sheet, and student as stujen, Okay, and if this sounds like you, well, we help you fix this issue through attentive listening and practicing words with your problem sounds before it, okay? So you need to identify where you palatize unnecessarily. That's the first thing. And if you're not sure, then get a session with me. I can help you focus. I can listen to you and help you see exactly where you were doing that. And then isolating the words you mispronounce. Then we have you repeat them slowly. So speed up while focusing on keeping the s the t and the d intact. It's really important those STD words are kept intact. Again, my personalized lessons help build awareness of this palatization, the patterns, and train your ear to hear standard English pronunciation. And it's with that targeted feedback and exercises, I've helped thousands of students, mostly from Japan, as well as other areas in the Asia region, really improve their pronunciation. So do grab a session with me. Also, it's hard for you to sometimes differentiate the V and the F sound, so V and F, right? Um, 
English contains numerous tricky sounds, and these partnerships prove difficult for many learners. So the V and the F words often prompt lots of confusion and substitution because these two consonant sounds don't exist in all languages. So Spanish, my Japanese students, Korean and Arabic speakers frequently interchange them when speaking English. And you're not alone. Okay, It's a very common thing. There's nothing wrong with you and we can fix it. So the V sound involves pressing the upper teeth against the bottom lip and producing voice. Okay, F the foot sound requires the same mouth position, but voiceless airflow. So languages like Japanese contain neither precisely. Um, instead, you tend to utilize sounds like B or P for B for Bravo, P for Papa, um, in contexts where English employs V or F. So it gets very confusing. As a result, you might be unconsciously replacing F with P or B with V or B with P for Papa, based on ingrained speech habits. So, you know, basically you can end up with face turning into pace. It can cause a whole host of confusion. So we can fix this challenge with focus minimal pair exercise. So what I mean by that is to isolate the V and the F words and repeat them slowly. Again, I want you to focus on how your lips and teeth position, say V and F alliterative sentences like Vicky vacuums the vineyard vines, okay, some fun tongue twisters. And with consistent training, you can distinguish these slippery sounds confidently. Again, in pronunciation coaching with me, we pinpoint where your B and F substitutions happen, and then design retraining exercises to basically create new neural pathways in your brain and a new muscle memory so that your mouth and your tongue work together in the right way. And my personalized coaching fine tunes your ability to reduce these subtle sounds quickly and accurately. So if you've been working for years trying to fix this, it might only take a few sessions with me and you can have them ironed out forever, gone. Okay, so it's worthwhile smoothing out these types of things with me. Um, and talking about smoothing out, let's talk about some bumpy vowels, as I call them, right? So vowel glides can often derail English learners, okay, particularly Japanese learners um, with single pure vowel systems. So diphthongs like bite and loud transition between two vowel qualities in one syllable. Now, trickier, as we call them, triphthongs in words like fire and sour combine three. So it's kind of overwhelming. So to fit challenging glides into familiar phonetic patterns, you may modify them by emitting one part of the glide or separating into syllables. So we often hear you saying loud becomes lahoo, <laughs> and bite becomes bet, sour changes to sour, and really it can mess up how you sound. So fixing this issue starts with listening again to native speakers or working with a coach like myself to mimic, okay? And then practice sustaining both or all of the elements of this glide together slowly before gradually increasing the speed. Also, I use a lot of tongue twisters specifically built to uh, create muscle memory through repetition. And with my help, I can guarantee with our customized one-on-one -on -one sessions, we can smooth out those bumpy vowels together I can help you assess your particular vowel glide, where it's happening, design targeted pronunciation exercises, and in the end, have you articulating every diphthong and triphthong like a native speaker. So don't forget, grab your 30-minute session, and I can help you start to identify where you're going wrong. Also, I'd like to speak a bit about stir, cat, and goose vowels. Yeah. Now, um, there are many that are notoriously tricky, and these ones are the most, okay? So these vowels. Um, and when we look at it, 
why are they causing trouble? Well, once again, the root cause traces back to mismatches between English, vowel inventory, and other languages. So, for example, Mandarin Chinese lacks the stir glide, okay, found in work. Uh, Mandarin speakers often replace it with an er sound instead, okay. Um, Japanese doesn't contain the cat vowel, okay, as in hat. So, a Japanese speaker might substitute the ah sound of hot, so hot, okay. Um, Korean doesn't have goose, for example, um, prompting its replacement with a simpler oo sound when English learners speak. So, fortunately, you know, focused listening and repetition can train your ear and mouth to produce these tricky sounds accurately. But again, the way to manage all of this is to isolate sample words from your problem vowel. You need to know what they are, and if you don't know what they are, you need to get a session with me, and I can help identify those first. And then we just work again on them consistently to help you build your confidence and to eliminate those issues. I mean, what I would say to you is in order to achieve clear and confident English pronunciation, like any language, it, it expects you to have time and attention to what you're doing, okay? But through targeted training, keen listening and mindful repetition, along with obviously myself and my guidance, we can transform those stumbling blocks into stepping stones. And when you commit to consistent practice, be patient with yourself, okay? Occasional mistakes happen. Um, the best thing I can help you do is to record your speech to catch your errors if you're going to try and coach yourself. Um, imitate and repeat after native speakers and invest in some professional instruction to expedite the process. Remember, I'm here to help you shine. Um, as an English speaker who successfully coached hundreds of international professionals and students, I want to see you overcome these pronunciation frustrations. So. Remember, communicating clearly opens doors to your enhanced career prospects, your academic success, deeper global connections, greater self-confidence, increased pay rises. So don't leave that to chance because if you're not communicating clearly, it's going to limit you. People are not going to promote you. People are not going to perhaps even offer you a job because they will fear that you cannot communicate clearly enough for them, the team, or even their customers to really work with. So get some customized one-on-one -on -one online sessions with myself or another coach. I'll help you pinpoint the sounds causing you difficulty. Of course, we'll design tailored drills. We use tools like recordings, visuals, worksheets, everything, okay, to help you get a nice, authentic, smooth, natural pronunciation going in English. And at the end of the day, all I could ask you to do is just to take that first step. You know, my personalized approach is a safe space and we have a lot of fun in our sessions. There's nothing to fear. Have a 30 minute free session with me. You can experience it for yourself. I'd like to help you conquer your goals far faster than self-study could ever do for you. So do feel free to grab that 30 minute session with me. If you don't want to do that first, grab my ebook. It's down there below. Again, totally free of charge. But I hope wherever you're listening to me in the world today, this has provided you with loads of information. I've tried to pack it all into a 30 minute session and there's so much more I could share with you in a training session. But as you can hear and see, I've got the experience to help Japanese speakers of English as a second language really nail these problems. I'm delighted to work with so many of you worldwide and I can't wait to work with you too. See you soon. Take care.